Get ready. To hear some noise tonight, you're just seconds away from Let's Go Blues Radio. No doubt about it, eh? You're listening to Kurt, Bill, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio, the original St. Louis Blues hockey fan podcast. Take it away, boys. Okay, I don't know. Whatever it is, it's not right on a teleprompter. I don't know what that is. I've never seen that. Okay. Yeah, I can't read it. There's no, there's no words on it. Sure. There's yeah. no words there. I, I can't do it. Okay. We'll do it live. Okay. We'll, no. we'll do it live. Do it live. I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live. And thing sucks. In five, four, three. Welcome to Season 6, Episode 22 of Let's Go Blues Radio. We are live on Thursday, April 5th, 2018. This is franchise episode number 125 all time. My name is Kurt Price. My Twitter handle is at Kurt Price. Uh, Bill Day's Twitter handle is at Billy Blue Note. And Jeff Ponder's Twitter handle is at JPonder94. If you want to send the show a tweet, go ahead and do so uh, at LGB Radio. And we'll try and read it live on the air. If we have time later, we'll uh, open up the show to listeners uh, to talk some of the hockeys and uh, go to letsgoblues.com uh, slash radio and uh, click on the join button later on in the show. And we'll let you know when that happens. We'll also post it on Twitter as well, on the Twitter feed. So then that's at LGB Radio on Twitter. Gentlemen, how are you guys tonight? It's a dumb question. Yeah. Angry. <laughs> yeah. Angry. Angry. Bill's getting angry. Only one response that... Uh, can be given at this point uh disappointed is another good one uh angry disappointed a little sweaty um <laughs> a, a little a little tired i guess um all those all those mixed into one hmm. uh I, I i think i tweeted out earlier today that it was a it was a uh it was different for me because it was uh i've been pissed off and and frustrated and disappointed after losses before but uh last night was weird it was uh it was oddly personal last night it was just like they had they had let me down to an extreme that was not uh i didn't think was possible it was it was reminiscent of and it has to be done at least once a show the eiserman double overtime goal oh god damn it there it is <laughs> get it I out of the got way got that out early got it out early yeah. it's out of the way um you know actually we had gone three shows it, without it you guys want to? You guys want a hard tease? Here's a hard tease. Uh, I yelled something last night, and it's the first time that I have yelled at a hockey game, at a Blues game, at my TV in the middle of the night, and I don't know how long. Uh, I yelled something, and you know what? I'm going to tell you what that something was when we're going over the game. Do I need the sensor button? No. I, uh, you could... might need it then. We'll see. Okay. I'm gonna get suspended from YouTube again. No, no, can't have that. <laughs> uh, we have a uh, a guest with us uh, to start off the show this evening. Uh, his name is uh, Tom Pauly, who is a uh, writer and contributor to Cheer the Anthem, the at Cheer the Anthem uh, Twitter account, uh, which is a Chicago Blackhawks Twitter and social media group. Uh, I know that they uh, used to do podcasts or still do podcasts, or uh, we'll have to ask him. Uh, he is a beer leaguer, and his tweets are his or uh, so his Twitter account says. So uh, welcome back to the show, Tom. How are you this evening? I'm I'm doing well, guys. Uh, man, I've, it's it's been a while since I was on last, and I think uh, 
I think the first time I was on with you guys was like two years ago when our teams were good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. yeah. Yeah. Playoffs, back, right? Playoffs. Yeah. I forgot what that was like. Yeah. <laughs> back when both teams had NHL caliber goalies. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no kidding. Man. Um, the uh, do you guys still do podcasts or uh, uh, we're we're on hiatus. It's like waiting for you know the uh, the next Led Zeppelin album. Um, <laughs> not that we're anywhere close to that, but. Uh, we, we've had people move and job changes and kids and it's, you know, one of those things where we've just kind of been lazy about it. And this year I think would have been more cathartic than most, uh, in the last, you know, year and a half, I guess we could have at least talked and had a support group for everybody. <laughs> That's what this show feels like yeah. quite often. Oh yeah. Yeah. Ever since December we've, or uh, what, December. Yeah. December yeah. Yeah. was, uh, was the, the start of the beginning of the end for the blues. Um, but it was odd because December 1st, we were like uh, number one overall. <laughs> and then all of a sudden it just went downhill. Yeah. Jay Boomeister returned. And yeah. I yeah. went to shit. So speaking of, uh, going to shit. So what's, what's been Chicago's problem this season? Uh, I mean, you guys, you guys have Hosa on the LTIR, Crawford's hurt. Um, Seabrook has been a healthy scratch, uh, what, a couple times at least, right? Um, Panarin was traded in the offseason. I assume those things are, are a big part of it, but is there more to it, or what is, what's your take on it? Yeah, uh, all of those things kind of in a perfect storm, and then Corey Crawford, you know, the best player getting hurt, um, which masked a lot of the problems that, that existed, I guess, last year. But – See, I guess right around the time where, where you guys, where the Blues started to to fall off and, and you guys started to press the panic button, I was making peace with the fact that this team wasn't going to make the playoffs. So for the last, like, three months, I've been watching the games differently. I've been watching to see Alex Dabrinkit and Nick Schmaltz and to see what Vinny Hinestroza might be able to do and – kind of trying to get a look at David camp. So it's been interesting. Um, but I think to, to go back to your question, like the, what, what's gone wrong. I think there's a lot of things. And I think, um, defensive depth is one of them and, and obviously Crawford getting hurt, but none of the trades panned out over the summer and, you know, Stan Bowman took some chances and, and essentially struck out a couple of times. I had a question on the tip of my tongue, and I forgot what it was. Um, Did it have to do with Brandon Saad? Uh, no. Panarin? Well, well, I asked about I, I mean, Panarin. Oh, I, I want to talk about Panarin a little bit because when uh, when Chicago moved him, um, the I was because um, I, I he was always a guy that I was like, man, I wish we had him because because Tarasenko um, mentioned you know, hey, we should try and get Panarin, and uh, before he was. Uh, taken by the Hawks and uh but we didn't um but the, and then when he was moved I'm like oh man they moved Panarin and uh, so I mean were you a was that a, a trade at the time that you were a fan of to get uh to get Saad back to to play with Hayes or was that something that um that you what was your take on the trade I think I was just lukewarm because I, I think I think at the time I was like okay Brandon Saad is probably going to get you 60 to 65 points and if he has a good year he's going to get you 70 or you know something in that range and he can play with Jonathan Taves this this could work out plus 
you know, we, we get another goaltender in the system that's young and, and in Forsberg, and that, that might be of help because we just moved Scott Darling. And, you know, you hate to see Panarin go, but I think the thought process at the time was like, you know, you've got Sod for a couple more years. Panarin has one left. He's going to get paid in the summer. So, you know, let's let's try and keep a youngish player around as long as we can that has some good upside. And boy, has that not worked out at all. Anton Forsberg stinks. Um, and I, I don't know what's been going on. Brandon Sod just hasn't. He's got 35 points this year, which is fine if he's making $2 million and plays on your third or fourth line in a cup year. But he's supposed to be on the first line, and he hasn't looked like a he hasn't looked like a competent top six hockey player all season. Because he I, he had a great start of the season. Yeah, Saad did. Right? Great first game, right? Yeah, like, hat trick, right? Hat trick. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 We're thinking this is great. This is exactly <laughs> what we wanted back. He's he's riding shotgun with Taves. We're we're cruising. And and granted, I mean, he's shooting like six percent right now or something like he, he's getting in the offensive zone. But it's hard to say it's just bad luck because he just he, he doesn't look like the same old kind of physical dominant north south player that we've seen for such a long time. Someone else that they brought back this year was, uh, you know, kind of a, a bringing back of, of the old boys uh, was Patrick Sharp. And I think the Blackhawks knew, you know, that they weren't getting the Patrick Sharp of old. But how has he looked this season? And, and has he even been a shell of his former self at this point? Uh, I guess it's not fair to say he's been awful because I guess, you know, the signing was a lottery ticket. You pay him a million bucks. He's 36. And, you know, if he's healthy, maybe he can score goals. Um, I did. I didn't like the signing in the first place, but that's I, I understand the thought process. He has not looked like the Patrick Sharp that we're used to seeing whatsoever. He, he's he's basically been awful. Um, he's been scratched uh, a number of games. I think a couple games ago he played under ten minutes. He's just he can't do it anymore. He can't move. Um, and then I I will say this though uh, against Colorado the other night. Um, or sorry, against uh, Winnipeg, the uh, Scott Foster debut mm-hmm. game. That was awesome. Uh, that was awesome. Yeah, he looked like his old self. It was it was crazy. He he had a couple of shots. He had a couple of scoring chances. Um, and then you know you see little spurts like even last night's game, um, the penalty with two minutes left. Like he had a little bit of a burst over the blue line. He got another scoring chance, but. Um, you know, 29-year-old Patrick Sharp probably scores there. 36-year-old Patrick Sharp, like, goes down a little easy. Uh, so this uh, this offseason, uh, Sharp, Martinson, and Glass are UFAs. Uh, but uh, seemingly everyone else is either – is a couple of RFAs, but everyone else is under contract. Uh, what do you want Chicago to do in the offseason versus what do you expect them to do? It's hard to expect much because they're up against the cap and guys that you want to see pro- moved and you'd, you'd like to see moved, like a, a Brent Seabrook contract. You know, even if you had to eat money or something, he's got the full no move clause. Um, you know, it's really hard to say that the Hawks are going to be able to kind of wiggle out of this. Um, I think the the likely magic that Stan Bowman can pull is to somehow get rid of Artem Anisimov and just kind of 
get rid of a, a 30 year old with, you know, two years left on his deal who really doesn't fit in with the Hawks style all that much. He's kind of big and slow. He doesn't win any face-offs. And so I, I think they'll try to move him and, you know, see what they can do to, to get um, Schmaltz kind of solidified in that second line center role. But I, I don't feel like the Hawks are going to acquire anything. Um, and I think, really the next logical step for them is to try and find some way to get a a backup goalie for Corey Crawford and potentially someone that can start um, considering, you know, we really don't know what Corey Crawford's deal is right now. Mm -hmm. And uh, with Hosa, I mean, is he, has it been, is it, is this, I mean, they haven't said his career is over. It was, it was rumored to be over. I mean, it's, I know, I know. It's gotta be over. (laughs) You think so? Okay. Yeah, I think I mean that it's with what I understand is if you if you get what what he has with the called the gunk, like if you get that, you're pretty much screwed. Like you can't put hockey gear back on your body after that. It just kind of eats itself because is gross. But um, yeah, I, I, I don't see him coming back because he played with that for a while. He had that condition for a little while. Yeah. Right. And I guess it's miserable. Yeah. Ugh. So I guess just to, to bring up the, the UFAs, I guess, like I don't see the Hawks making a big splash in the free agent market. I, I know they're going to have some money, but I can't see them shelling out for like a John Tavares or anybody. And I think they're pretty well set on uh, up front at forward. They just don't have any defensemen, and they're all under contract for next year, and they need a goalie. So I I don't know who they're going to get because the, the UFA goalies that are out there are a lot of – you know, retreads, you get Halak, uh, I think Andre Pavlik, like there's really, you know, and I would assume the blues are going to bring back Carter Hutton. So uh, I, I don't know. Uh, they're, I mean, I think a lot of people are thinking they're going to let him go. Really? Yeah. And because who, well, Huso, they have a guy called Huso, uh, Huso in the minors who, uh, a lot of people want to, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets a backup role next year, if he plays well. Yeah. In camp. Yeah, and and you have to remember, Tom, that the Blues every decision the Blues as an organization make about goaltending is the wrong one. So of course <laughs> they're gonna let Carter Hutton hey, walk. It's not just uh, goaltending anymore; it's everything. Yeah, but goaltending is the blueprint, right? I mean, he mentioned big and slow for Adam Anisimov. That's perfect for the right. Blues. I know. I was <laughs> I was about to say Stan Bowman should be calling up Doug Armstrong right now. Well, see, Jake Allen's a back. It, it should be a backup goalie. So you guys want him? We can, we'll give you him. Yeah. Him for Arnimisiov. Arnimisiov. There you go. I was, you know, I was talking to, I think I was talking to my dad about this today. And I remember, and, and I'm, I wanted to ask you guys about this. So I'm glad we got on the Jake Allen <laughs> discussion here. I remember when he was coming into the league and like, you know, 2013, he played, I, I don't know, a game. And I was thinking, wow, that guy's huge. He, yeah, that's that's what the goalie situation is going to be like in St. Louis, and oh oh God, what is this going to be like? And then when he came up and he was splitting time with Brian Elliott in in fifteen, I was like, man, this this is going to be scary in St. Louis if they're going to have him for you know six or seven more years. And it, am I crazy or has he gotten worse? Oh, he's you're spot on. <laughs> yeah he he uh, he has never come around. Uh, he well he'll he'll look. Like uh, he'll play like gangbusters for a few weeks, and then but he will play like ass for two months. And which last year he played horrible for a month and a half, and this year it was two and a half months. Um, and he he has a brain fart that lasts months. 
seemingly every year. It's been two years in a row now. It's January, February. Yeah. He, he forgets how to play as soon as the calendar changes. And, 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 and I think Blues fans, uh, us included, um, are just tired of it um, because it's this season. Um, uh, he, if, it, if we didn't have Hutton um, playing lights out in the middle of the season, uh, we'd be way out of it. I, I mean, he, he, when this team wasn't scoring goals, you know, he's putting up the best GA and save percentage in the NHL. And he's getting some wins, so I, I, um, I don't know where we'd be without Hutton to save the day in the middle of the season. But then, then Allen came back when Hutton got hurt, and Allen was fantastic for what six? He won like nine out of ten, and now he's yeah, playing horrible again. I think one of those wins uh, was against the Hawks last month, like yeah. in in March, Overtime. and I was at that game, and that hockey game. Much like I thought last night's game was one of the worst games I've ever seen and two bad goalie performances. It was J.F. Berube and and Jake Allen just giving up howlers all night long. And then, of course, the game went into overtime. Um, and I was thinking, watching the game yesterday, it seemed like deja vu. That Debrinket goal against Allen yesterday was just like, I'm just so shocked that that keeps happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are, are you shocked that they keep letting it happen? Because <laughs> at this point, I don't think anybody in St. Louis is. No, yeah, well, that's the thing, right? Like, I'm not watching every Blues game. I feel like I watch enough, but I just, like, something in me looks at him, and I'm like, why Why does that happen to that guy? He he looks like he should be a player. There were people... I think that his MO for a long time has been that he buckles under pressure, and even before he came up, um, there was scouts saying he's just not a big-game goalie. And I think we're starting to see that. Um, he had a good playoff last year against uh, the Wild. I thought he was okay. A lot of people would say he was awful against the Predators. Um, but it seems like when the season's on the line or the game's on the line, he really, you can tell he's fighting the puck. He doesn't cover rebounds. He's hes really just kind of trying to push the puck to the corners. And uh, he just loses his composure uh, at the snap of a finger almost. Yeah, and they, and people are saying that he plays better when he's not pushed by a by a competent backup. Meaning, and and that would that would lead into the whole pressure thing. When there's pressure, oh my gosh, I got to play well, or else I might lose my starting job. And he like uh, he like just he, he freaks out and he he can't he can't play anymore. Um, because so, when Hutton was hurt, he was playing great, and Hutton wasn't on the uh, wasn't backing him up. Right, so by that logic, the Blues will not re-sign Carter Hutton next year and just say, Jake, it's all yours, bud. <laughs> well, and there's rumors uh, that the, the Blues called up Huso. Yeah. So I was like, oh. No, it's... it's I, no, no, it's I, 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 they called him up, but I'm saying that the rumor is that they, they call him up because then if they sit him on the bench, then Allen is like, oh, whew, I've, I'm not going to get pulled in this game. I got it. <laughs> Which is just a ridiculous quality to have in a goalie that you can't... I, I, I don't even... Yeah, I mean he's he's the he's the guy that never found any consistency, up and down, up and down. He's consistently inconsistent. Exactly. Yeah. Great, like you said, you know, great series against Minnesota last year, and then he couldn't make the difference-making save against the Preds. Uh, real quick, I just want to intervene with a tweet that we got uh, from one of our favorite St. Louis Blues uh, Twitter accounts, Mister Blues Hat. Uh, he says, uh, it's so weird to listen to a knowledgeable, undouchey Hawks fan. <laughs> so congratulations, Tom. I'm really trying to hold it in. <laughs> so, 
<laughs> uh, you're winning the hearts and minds. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so since we're in the last night's game, so going into last night's game, uh, what, what what was your take on the mindset of Hawks fans going into the game last night? Um, I'm assuming they echoed Kane's comments um, because, I mean, it made me laugh to see a ton of Blues fans uh, online outraged about what Kane said because I loved it. I personally loved it. I, I love the 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 whole um, rivalry. Um, we want to knock out the playoffs, our arch rival, whatever. Um, I loved it. It made the game. It, it made it. It made it interesting and fun. But people were pissed off about it. So I, I, I imagine most fans were the same thinking. Uh, you included. You want to knock the Blues out. Yeah, I think so. I I wish that we didn't play. Uh, I say we. I guess I wish the Hawks didn't play the Blues twice this week. I think. Like one win to try and knock them out of the playoffs would have been enough because now, um, you know, just for pride, the Hawks have to do it again. And I'm in full <laughs> tank mode. Like I, I, I'm rooting. It's weird. I'm rooting against the Hawks right now. I don't want them to be winning games. And I feel like, they, you know, they're, they're hurting their odds to win the lottery by beating the Blues. So it's kind of one of those double-edged swords. Like this is awesome. I love beating the Blues, especially – you know, watching it happen in like kind of a, for blues fans, a heartbreaking fashion. Like when they showed the bench yesterday after the overtime or the, the, uh, the Duncan Keith goal with eight seconds left and everyone's head sunk. Like I smiled. Oh, it was sure. really like, that's, that's what sports rivalries are supposed to be about. That... But at the same time, I was like, Oh, that's not help. That's not a tank win. <laughs> like this is Let's slow down here, guys. That uh, on, uh, the, on the flip side, um, that reminds me of when Blues fans had that you know that smile on their face is when when Tarasenko tied the game with like a couple seconds to go in the playoffs, uh, and Crawford that 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 photo of Crawford with his head down on the on the shelf of the cage, uh, just in despair. So that yes. uh, yeah, same thing, same thing. Um, but uh, is that you know? So Kane's comments was that something that. Uh, your opinion, do you think players should say that publicly or were you concerned about it? Maybe giving blues, uh, you know, incentive, extra incentive to win, which they shouldn't need, but I wish players had more personality and we weren't treated to robots. Like I hate when Jonathan Taves is asked questions, <laughs> any question It's the most boring thing in the world. And when players say, Hey, we don't like that team. They're our rivals. Like that, that makes the game much more exciting. Like they, it feels like, um, you know, they're, they're one of us and, and it, it gives us, uh, that connection to the team that, you know, you want as a fan. So, yeah, I think it's awesome. Like if, if that were to happen next year or, or, let's say somehow the blues and the Hawks both make the playoffs next year. Like, wouldn't you want them to say, Hey, we want to take the blues on or, or the blues to say, Hey, we want to see the Blackhawks before we win a Stanley cup. Like I want to see that happen. That's why we have the divisional, uh, the divisional schedules and setups in the playoffs that we do now. Right. Like foster some rivalries. Let's Mm -hmm. get it going. I love it. Um, let's see. We talked about Allen. Oh, 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 oh. What happened? We have a San Jose, San Jose scored. Goal. All right. <laughs> Woo. Oh, man, you guys are way ahead of me. This sucks. <laughs> I'm ahead of you. I'm watching mine on Chromecast of the streaming. I should be way behind you. What are you watching on? I'm, I'm watching mine on Chromecast as well. Oh, okay. Well, I guess my Chromecast is faster. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, deflection. Oh, hey, my God. The Ducks scored. <laughs> <laughs> the Ducks. Um. Mm-hmm. 
So yeah, we talked about Alan. Uh, so I, yeah, I think, um, and actually I think Blue's Twitter, I think is finally in, in full agreement about Jake Allen. Wouldn't you say guys? I, the, I don't, I didn't see any, any, any usually you know, during the season when Allen would have a bad game, they'd always like deflect and uh, uh, blame it on, you know, the team in front of him and not, not really want to, but now I, I pretty much everybody is anti Allen that I've seen. <laughs> nah, I've, I've seen some people mostly on Facebook groups and stuff, which I know it's hard to talk about some of those people, but yeah. uh, a lot lounge. of them have been saying, you know, Oh, well, yeah, Jake Allen's allowed to have a bad game every now and then where was this team the rest of the season? That's that this, kind is, of this four, it's four in a row, I think right now. So at, at a crucial yeah. point of the season too, when you just need it's like one win to, to, to really just kind of make things a whole lot better and you can't get it. Yeah. Um, but, uh, so, uh, first period, they reviewed goal line play. I want to talk about this a little bit. Um, the, the Schwartz wraparound that, uh, uh, Keith, Keith, uh, Keith with his skate, uh, saved a goal. Um, did I, now the above camera angle was blocked by, uh, uh, Rube's glove and, 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 uh, Keith's skate. But, um, did, I mean, was this a case where if it was called a, a goal on the ice, they would not have been able to overturn it? And call it a no goal because it was. I mean, you couldn't. Yeah, you could see white uh, between the puck and the goal line, but the puck was on edge, so you couldn't tell from overhead if it had broke the plane completely. I mean, do you think it was in, or do you think it was just we couldn't we couldn't see it and it was in, or it wasn't in and it was the it was the right call? What do you think? I I think that whatever the call on the ice was gonna stand. Yeah, because you couldn't. There wasn't right. enough overturn. Yeah, right. that, there, that's, there was, there's no way to say. You know, and and I I honestly think they got it right. I I think Duncan Keith made a hell of a play to stop the goal. Oh yeah, I, I mean that his his skate. I thought if his skate's not there, you could tell it goes in because Burbage's glove was wasn't quite there quite there yet. But uh, yeah, I'm 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 with you guys. I I think uh, I think it was the I don't know if it was the right call, but uh, something Jimmy the Cat Hayes said that I heard uh, when he was breaking it down a little bit. Uh, he said he thinks that if they called goal on the ice, they wouldn't have overturned it. Yeah. So basically, they they would have gone with whatever the call was on the ice, and I think that's probably a correct assumption. I think that it was just one of those quick plays. There's not a great replay that that really showed um, because the one the overhead that's usually the definitive one, uh, you just you couldn't see because the positioning from Keith. So I I was a Okay, you know when that when they said it wasn't a goal, it wasn't like I jumped out of my seat. I understood it. It's uh, it's unfortunate because it did seem like the puck went over the line, but we don't want these referees or uh, Toronto calling plays that it looks like it was a goal. You you have to have the definitive proof. Yeah. Well, with with how with with how much they've botched um, goal goal interference and a ton of replays uh, this season. Uh, yeah, I guess you never know what they're going to do <laughs> when they come back from, uh, from, uh, 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 talking to Toronto. Um, Tom, I mean, your, your thoughts on that play. I'm almost confused anytime they ever go to replay. <laughs> so I, I, my first thought, I thought it was a goal. Um, and then I think, I, I mean, I agree with you guys. I think if it would have been a call, a called goal on the ice, I think it would have stood. I just, I, you know what, at this point, I have no idea. And I think honestly, like using the, the goal line technology in soccer might be helpful here where, you know, something is in the pucks that you use yeah. where you, you could tell like, Hey, this definitely crossed the line. Um, 
you don't really have to rely on good camera angles anymore. Right. Yeah. Something, uh, the puck goes across the line and then that triggers the light that goes on behind the goal. Yeah. Yeah. Aren't, aren't there smart engineers that can like do something better than cameras from 50 feet away? Yeah. I don't know how yeah. they couldn't, how they couldn't do that. I mean, I guess that doesn't, you seem to be fairly simple to do. My, yeah. my only yeah. thing with that, I think would be the cost. You got to imagine putting mm. some type of, cause that's the thing people say, well, put a chip in the puck. Yeah, yeah, but then every single puck that you know, goes out of play, do you know how cheap, play, puck yeah, you know how cheap chips are though. I mean, yeah. chips are cheap. I mean, they're not. I mean, you, you can get a little. Yeah, I mean, although but, I guess you could get defective ones. <laughs> but but at the same time, how many you know retired NHL officials are you going to put out of you know out of extra money after their careers over because uh, they can't sit in the war room? I don't want that. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't think the war room exists. I think it's a guy in, a, in, a, in his basement. <laughs> it's the, the 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 inconsistency of the call. There's probably just some random guy they call. It's like phone a friend yeah. on a, who wants to win a uh, who wants to be a millionaire. Colin Campbell yeah. just like hanging out having a beer. It's, they're yeah. not they're not calling Toronto. They're calling they're they're calling a random phone number in Canada. <laughs> hey, what do you think of this play? Yeah, I'm watching the game, eh? <laughs> Tom Cherry's kid's house. <laughs> um. So, uh, Tom, predictions for Friday night, and uh, and. Uh, should the Blues get in the playoffs, uh, they would face Nashville. And uh, so, two predictions from you for tomorrow night. And if the Blues should get in the playoffs, they'd face Nashville. Give me a prediction for that series, since you guys oh. you guys faced them last year in the first round. And and you can frame it as: Will the Blues score as many or fewer <laughs> goals than the Blackhawks did that series? Oh, that's a good question because we can't score with it. Yeah, that's that's pretty good. Okay, uh, Friday night. Here's how this is. Here's how this is gonna go. Um, Friday night is the uh, one more shift for Stan Makita, and his grandkids are are gonna be you know doing the the whole lap, and they're gonna do a pregame ceremony for Stan Makita before the game. It's also uh, what my uh, the season ticket holder section we sit in refers to as Lexus night, uh, fan appreciation night. So everyone gets a Lexus. Um, typically, typically on those games, uh, the Hawks lose in some terrible fashion. Um, so if I had to venture a guess, uh, it'll be something like four to one blues and it'll be like a disastrous goal against that either Barube or, uh, Forsberg gives up in the first period early, the Hawks make it one to one. And then the blues cruise in the third period. All right. Um, if the Blues get into the playoffs, uh, I don't think they get past Nashville. Well, I, 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 that's probably the consensus with almost everybody. Um, Will it be over in three games <laughs> yeah. or four? <laughs> uh, I think they could win a game. Uh, I think it. I think it's a five-game series, probably. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, I. That's that's actually better than I think uh, I would pick. <laughs> to be honest. Okay. You guys. Yeah, any- I don't know. Do you? Do you? I just. I'm so uncomfortable seeing Nashville as the the best team in the Central Division. It's so strange, and I've been kind of like riding the Winnipeg Jets train, you know, since I knew the Hawks were going to be out of it. And I still, I still watch Nashville, and I just wait for them to to be the Nashville that I'm used to seeing, and they're just so good. Yeah, I know. Yep, I, I, uh, I, it's, I, I dislike the Nashville strictly in a in a 
sports rivalry sense, you know, I don't like them. Um, so I, I, I root for the downfall. But uh, so, yeah, I'd, I'd rather see Winnipeg go farther than Nashville. But uh, I, yeah, I, I can't. I uh, Last year, last year, actually, uh, in the playoffs, I was waiting for that to happen with Nashville, and, and it never did. And I yeah. thought this year, when when they started the year off with Ellis hurt, I thought, oh, that'll be that'll be, that'll, that'll be a big deal, and that didn't seem to bug them that much. So yeah, well, I mean, they had a slow start. The Blues had a hot start, and then Ellis yeah, but comes Nashville, back and yeah, they just but Nashville wasn't that. I mean, they were still playing really well, and uh, and yeah. Ellis was gone for a long time. What yeah. like eight weeks or something? Yeah, you know, last year you you know talking about uh, waiting for Nashville to suck. You know, Rene was. You know, spectacular yeah. until the until the final you know and then then he kind of came back down to earth for a couple games um where can folks find you online tom you want to tell people uh don't google me um <laughs> <laughs> uh it's at tom Pauly, uh t-h-o-m-p-a-u-l-y um some bot got the regular spelling of my name so uh, you can find me there, and then obviously um, a collection of thoughts from a couple of us uh, at Cheer the Anthem. Um, mostly, I think at this point, it'll be making fun of uh, the Cubs and uh, being distraught over the White Sox being bad. So you can find us there, and who knows what we're going to be doing in the offseason or while the playoffs are going on. You uh you hear the you hear that fans? He's a White Sox fan, not a Cubs fan. So uh <laughs> give him a little love on that. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Uh, yeah, and uh I just want to um kind of ask you one more thing. So you said you think the Blackhawks are gonna be okay, possibly. Let's go ahead and get this prediction out of the way now. Are they back in the playoffs in twenty nineteen? <laughs> uh Yes, I think they're. I think next year, I think they're the third best team in the Central. Okay, they made me look foolish. I had them going. Uh, I think I had them winning the division still. Oh God! I thought they'd <laughs> still be a good regular season team, but they'd crumble again in the playoffs. You that's said you I said had. the Blues were going to win the division. Oh, that's right. I think yeah. I had them finishing second. Yeah. Well, you know what? Man, if, I was way off. <laughs> if Corey Crawford is healthy, it's possible, but. You know, there's so many deficiencies. So the Blues, we'll see. if he's unhealthy, I'll, I'll have to come back on and amend my prediction. The the Blues are going to be interesting next year because there's a there's a few guys uh, uh, in the minors that that have a shot at uh, possibly making this team uh, kind of blue chippers. So uh, well, that'll be interesting to see if the Blues can fit them into the lineup if they play well. Until Mike Yo says, right. "I I don't like kids." And... <laughs> I don't like kids, so I don't have any. Yeah. Um. But so I, I mean, so that'll be they. They may have a different look. They. I. I know they're probably going to try and unload, uh, a contract or two if they can. Um. Yeah. Like every team. They but uh, so it'll be interesting to see because the Blues may have a, a a little bit of a turnover with a few players next year. So we'll see. All right, boys. Yep. Well, thanks for coming on. Tom, appreciate it. Always fun. Thank you. Thanks for having me. And uh, you know, I guess good luck if uh, they they sneak into the playoffs. I'll I'll send you guys some luck. I like you guys. Okay. Well, All cool. Right. I'll, <laughs> Thanks. I'll take it. All right. Take care. Take care. See ya. Bye. Uh, this is Tom Polly. <clears throat> I enjoy having him on. Guest. Yeah. We just have him on every week. Can I know. He just replace me. He's much better than I am. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. No, we. I. I. 
I totally just wanted to talk Liverpool soccer with them that whole time. <laughs> you guys can. I'm I'm so over you, hockey. You guys can create a little private uh, hangout yeah. if you want. Yeah, all right, we'll do that. <laughs> it's it's free. Why don't you uh, start a Liverpool podcast with that lovely man? Um. Yeah. yeah. Uh. So uh, we've talked a lot about last night's game already. Um. Oh, would you guys say that the four the four goals on Allen were all soft? Just a. Yes, I, I mean, were they all stoppable, Jeff? You thought you thought the fourth one was? No, I mean it was it was a good shot, but you know, I uh, well, My, no, I so out of all of them, out of all the goals he gave up last night, the the game winner, you know, I I well for one I expected it, and, <laughs> I did too. <laughs> so and, sad, yeah, you know, but it that was the least for which he should have been responsible. I think that's more on, you know, on Yo and um, you know, it, the the player selection. Well, how how is it that you're you're on a penalty kill at the very end of the game and you've got your best penalty killing forwards and your best penalty killing defenders sitting on the bench? Yeah, I know. Uh yeah, it was a uh, um Bortuzzo was out there. Yeah. I don't have I don't have that much of a problem with Preco being out there. But uh but Bertuzzo will be out there bothered me. Yeah, I no kidding. I, I, the the fourth goal was the most, uh, the most, least stoppable least of, up in three years. The least stoppable of the four. I thought it was so stoppable. There was no, there were no hawks in the in the shooting lane whatsoever. It was all it was two Blues players. They're really they're trying to block the shot when it's a shot from way out and. If they just don't try and block it, mm-hmm. I mean, Allen should see it and should make but, the save. Should make he, the save. He was a little, you know, he lost his confidence and he was super deep in the net. Yeah, well, and you see players just diving over themselves trying to block the shot, which I get. But uh, if they had known that there was nobody in the shooting lane, um, you you let your see, you let your goalie see the puck, and he was partially screened on that because it goes through two I, people. I do wonder. Honestly, because I know I've had situations where my goalie's having a rough night. I do whatever I can to not allow shots. You have to think there's some of that going with the Blues at that point. They're thinking we can't let a shot through. Well, sure, there's no way. Sure, I mean we we've 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 played in games where our goalie's been fighting it, or or we've been, the goalie wasn't any good, uh, of a sub goalie or something, and it's like okay, you know, <clears throat> we we gotta we gotta block everything we can, and uh, and but. And uh, uh, Tom was saying uh, he said it was just bad ho- bad hockey game. I said I agree. I tweeted last night. I said this is just bad hockey. Last night it was a bad hockey game. Both teams played like ass. They didn't play very good. Um, I mean Allen and Allen was terrible. The Blues uh, in their own zone were terrible. Um, the, the, I- the ice looked terrible, which contributed probably contributed and made the game look worse than it probably could have been. What was what was it? Fifty seven shot attempts in the first two periods and only twenty <laughs> shots on goal. And just that's that's ridiculous. They had to be behind. They had to be uh, uh, from the camera from down uh, uh, from the length of the ice camera on the one of the chances that Tarasenko had, and he was in the top of the slot, and he just let a wrist shot go, and he put it like five feet feet wide. wide. Yeah, it was just like uh, uh, he tried to go like I mean he didn't have a lot of shootout, but he tried to pick a corner and he missed by a lot. Yeah, and it was like good. I I mean the puck may have been on edge because the ice was terrible, but still I, I. no, I I think that the the team hit a a bit of a critical mass when it comes to fatigue in the uh, the Vegas game because you go you you know I thank God I I was not home I was buying a car Saturday so I did not see that fucking Phoenix debacle but 
to me, uh, it seems like they're just they're they're physically and mentally fatigued, and you know that uh, Petrangelo is exhibit one A when it comes to that. Just mental mistake after mental mistake, and yeah, you know, I I that's that's why I you know I just maybe Tom's right. They make the playoffs. They could steal one game, but there's no way. I you know what I no I don't even. Nashville. Yeah, and I don't even, I don't even care that they'd be severe underdogs against Nashville because they would be. I don't, I don't care. Um, the so there are a number of people that say, you know what, I'm rooting for them to not make the playoffs now. Like I don't get that mindset because, I mean, if if you want the team to be as financially sound as possible, you you want the team to get the revenue from the playoffs. You just do. And if you want the team to spend to the cap in future seasons. You want them to try and win, earn as much money and make as much money as possible, and making the playoffs will help. So I, I that, that that's that, that's a huge part of it for me. I'm like, okay, yeah, we're not playing good hockey. If we win, we're gonna squeak in, and we're gonna play the the President's Trophy winner. So, and, and I don't, but that's fine because then okay, the teams gonna make a little more money. And that may help. That may make a difference in signing a player or not down the road. So, Kurt, you're right. But I think the thing that 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 people are thinking about, and this the reverse, the flip of the coin here, is that if we've talked about this, that for some reason NHL teams, when they're looking back at their season when it's over, they say, "Well, hey, at least we made the playoffs." More than half of the teams make the playoffs. That's, and I know you agree with that. That's not really a great accomplishment. No. Um, but they look at it as an accomplishment. So when Tom Stillman is evaluating the decisions that are being made, he says, well, at least we made the playoffs and I got a little bit of that revenue. Now, yes, we want this team profitable. We want them to continue making money. But if if that is the difference between we need to make some moves and I need to fire this guy or that guy, and it's, well, I'm not going to do that because at least we made the playoffs then you don't want your team making the playoffs. You want him to make those tough decisions to let people go and to tell the GM, you've got to make some moves this summer or else your ass is out the door. You want that. So I can see why people say that. And I think, I do think a lot of the people that say that honestly are the uneducated fans who just are like throwing them off and saying, well, baseball season started. I don't care as much, but I do think the educated fans that say that that's why they say that. And I don't have a problem with it as long as, honestly, that's your reasoning. That is a valid point. <laughs> but uh, I, I think um, you know because I think uh, somebody had said that the the Blues were um, they had let some people go front office wise, uh, uh, locker room wise, uh, training staff wise, um, because of money issues. So I'm. I, and that's that's just what I read uh, some people saying. I don't know if that's actually true or not, so don't take that for whatever. But um, So if money is that tight where people are being, a few people are being let go for whatever, then, you know, maybe it's, maybe, and yeah, maybe it is motivation to actually make the team better, fire some people to actually get to the playoffs so you can make money. I get that. Um, but as of right now, I think making the playoffs would be, I'm gonna root for it. That's all I'm gonna say. You want to make money? I want to make money. We don't have to get, lots we, we don't and have lots to get of money. This discussion, but you want to make money? You you stop handing out 
contract extensions like they're candy uh, to where guys like Jake Allen, who, by the way, his extension hasn't even started yet. Three, uh, stop reminding us. It, stop what? reminding he, us. He has three years left on his contract. Yeah, no, it, the contract, the extension kicked in last year. We yeah. talked. Okay. Well, yeah. okay. You brought well, that up way, last night. And I actually. Making way too yeah. much, he's yeah. making way too much for what he's got. So they got that. And then yeah. guys like Bo Meester, which we talked about a ton. Right. No, we don't need to go into that. And then two, the fact that they're hiring these front office guys like Martin Brodeur, Brett Hall, putting them in these roles that they've never had before. I don't know what they're making, but you know they're not making 40000 a year. Uh, you can't just keep shelling out money to these guys so you can say you've got Hall of Famers in your front office. Well, who gives a shit? If the team's not winning, if they're not doing what they need to be doing, I don't give a shit who's in the front office. Um, so I... I just think that they've been a. I, I don't know if that's an Armstrong call or a Stillman strong on, on the on the uh, uh, front office staff, but that's the kind of stuff that you want to make money. Stop just dishing out contracts to people, uh, whether it's players or management. Uh, this is the that was last night's game was the first regulation loss this season when the blue for the Blues when leading after two periods. So there's that. They picked a good time for that to happen. Um, Jake Allen has allowed 149 goals this season. That's the most since Grant Fuhrer's 193 goals against during the 96-97 season where Fuhrer played 73 games. Allen has played 58. That's bad. Yeah. Like uh, I tweeted out last night, I, I just don't believe Jake Allen is a good goaltender. He's, he, he's not at this point in his career. He should have should have solidified himself as number one. And he he has not done that. He is he is not an NHL caliber uh, number one goalie. Allen's comments uh, after the game: We basically let them win the game. Essentially, Allen said afterward, uh, taking the blame. Uh, he said we didn't do anything positive in the third period. We took ourselves out of it. We didn't have the right mindset going out in the third. We thought it would be easy. What the. Uh, that who, that who who, who, <laughs> who thought it would be easy? Well, if, have has that's got to be that can't be true. That cannot be true. That that has to be something that the players just say as a soundbite to to the camera because they don't have an answer. Um, because if that's true, how many times this season have they said that? It's like why would you think this game is going to be easy? It's a, it's your arch rival. Kane came out and said they wanted to take you out. Why would you think they were going to like lay down for you? Which they played like the Chicago played terrible. So I mean, it's not like they they really came out like a house on fire. But uh, the Blues are bad too. So I don't it, it, that 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 comment uh, is either bullshit or um, if it's true, that is pathetic. Uh, that make any sense? Yo's yeah, comment. I mean, no game is easy. I've said on this show before, there are 31 good teams in the NHL. I mean, the Vancouver Canucks are a good team, and they're going to give you their best effort. So saying that a game you thought it would be easy, that's, like you said, it has to be him just, I don't know what to say. I'm just going to say this. It's the first thing that popped in his head. He wasn't prepared. It's like like the same. That has to be it. It's like saying we let our foot off the gas. That's that's a stupid thing to say because that's a. I don't think I don't think players do that. I, I don't. I think you may play differently with a lead, but I don't think taking your foot off the. It's just I, I've always hated that. 
Um, Yo's comments uh, about how he is confident that Jake will rebound and play well on Friday night. So um, before it was known that Huso was called up, um, there was some questions of whether Hutton should play tomorrow night. And uh, Yo commented, uh, Yo implied that uh, Allen would be back in net um, after the game. So uh, I'm like, oh, really? <laughs> what makes you think that uh, Allen is going to rebound? I don't what 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 gives him that impression. I have no idea. The only thing, and this, again, this is something Jimmy the Cat Hayes said, uh, and it kind of makes sense that maybe Carter Hutton was rushing himself to get back. I mean, he didn't look good in the Arizona game. Um, maybe he's not one hundred percent, and they just had him back there because they're like, well, we'd rather have this experience than somebody who's never played an NHL game before. So maybe that's why he's been backing up so much. Um, uh, but I mean, because that's the only way those comments make sense. The fact that Mike Yo, without going home, without thinking about it, without having a morning skate, without meeting with his team, he comes out of that game and says, yeah, Jake Allen, who was by far our worst player on the ice, <laughs> is going to play the next game. A, a must-win game, basically, at this point. And, and at mean, the must-win, but you guys know what I right. mean. And at the time, I mean – we assumed Hutton was healthy, 100%. And so you've got a guy on the bench who has the best goals against average and a tick below the best save percentage in the NHL uh, on the bench. So uh, that that uh, is, a, and you would think that. Um, so okay, if if Hutton was healthy, um, which has not been said yet, I don't think. Um, uh, would who do you start tomorrow? Who would you start tomorrow, Bill? Hutton. Okay. Absolutely. Jeff. Hutton. Okay. Fuck. Me too. If, Not even if, a question. If it's a, yeah, if it's a question of Hutton being 80% healthy, yeah. I start Hutton. Okay. I agree. And I think a lot of people on Twitter agree as well. Jake Allen's done. But I, I, I agree. So, okay. So, Huso is called up. Let's, let's assume that he is backing up Allen tomorrow. Or let's assume he's on the bench tomorrow. Do you start Huso? No. I, I, I Well, no, because it's Mike Yo. No, do you start Huso? Do I start Huso? Yeah, yeah I okay. do. At this point, Jake Allen's done. I, I, I would be. I would tell him you've played your last game with this organization. We've given you five years to be ready to take over. You've failed. You're done. Uh, Jeff, I, I like <laughs> Bill's response. I really do, and I want to say I feel the same way Bill does because I don't want to see Jake Allen in a Blues jersey ever again. But I, I I'm just. Ugh. I don't like giving a goalie his first NHL start, a guy who we think could be the future of this team. I'm not sold on giving him his first start in, again, basically a must-win situation because I don't want to hurt his confidence at all. And I'm not saying everybody's well, Jake Allen and their confidence gets hurt like that, but uh, well, I don't want to take that risk yet. Um, it's a, it's against it. Why not Benton, right? It's against a bad team. <laughs> Yeah, it's against a bad team. We're not going into Washington, or we're not going into Boston. It's a, but a team that has played you hard all year, right? Yeah, well, but, yeah, but, but Jake Allen makes three routine saves last night. It's not even a fucking game. Yeah, that, I, agree. I agree with that. It, it should have been three nothing, and actually, uh, it, nine. It really, it really should have been. Um, gosh, and Barube has to pull off a huge save on Barbashev. Yeah, uh, and then the Hawks score like thirty seconds later. To, to make it a, a two, uh, three, three, to two three to two game. game. It, yeah. it could have been easily four to one. 
And uh, that was a shorthanded goal, wasn't it? Yeah, that was the shorty. Oh, to, that to was that was the demoralizing goal. That when that went in, I said, "You cannot allow any more shots on Jake Allen. Yep. You just can't." And it's unfortunate because you need to rely on your goalie in that situation. And when when Chris Butler takes that penalty, which, <sighs> by the way, I'm 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 a supporter. Of Chris Butler is a St. Louis boy. I'm always going to have his back. But man, that guy does not need to be playing right no. now. That he yeah, he's, his. He's a Give corpse. somebody else a chance at this point. He has not looked <laughs> where, good. Ever. Where is he's... fucking Jake Wallman at this point? You yeah. know, or who was the, who was the guy that played in the Phoenix game, or that the Arizona game? I'm sorry, I keep calling him Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the the college free agent that we signed. Oh 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 oh. Oh, Rinky. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. I mean, well, you know what. We uh Butler, um well actually you know Butler had to uh no contribute uh to the loss as much as everyone else in the game. Okay. So he had to t- he had to to mishandle to have that horrible turnover inside his own blue line and then take a holding and then penalty. take a holding penalty, um I, I and then that led to uh, which obviously led to Keith's tying goal with eight seconds left that just shot me in the heart like. Uh, Steve well, I, I heard somebody <laughs> slightly defend Butler that, you know, oh, yeah, well, yeah, that, that he shouldn't have turned the puck over, but you have to take that penalty. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah I guess, you maybe. Into that well, position. my argument on that, now I'm not saying that he knew the Hawks were going to score, but the, with the way Jake Allen's playing, I, agree. I would almost have rathered they score that goal there, and at least the Blues have two minutes yeah. to tie the game up. Right, that's a good yeah. point. But you know what? You don't get to say, well, Butler had to take the penalty. You, can, you don't get to say that because he caused the situation to start with. You, you don't get to say, oh, it's okay that the penalty was taken because he had to because he had been alone. Yeah, but Butler caused the turnover in the first place. It's his fault. Anyway. You, do you want to you take a, a break for, for a, a happy NHL love fest moment? Okay. Okay, so the Sedins. <laughs> Did, have, you, have you seen this? I mean, well, they're retiring. They're yeah. retiring. Yeah. And tonight... Oh, yeah. Tonight, Henrik sets up Daniel. Daniel scores his 22nd goal of the season at 33 seconds from Henrik. Wow. It's serendipitous. <laughs> Twitter is melting right now with this. Oh, they, uh, I, the alien twins are, are, are gone. Yeah. Goodbye. I, they I cannot were, wait until they were they're annoying. not playing anymore. They were annoying. I hate those two. They, the players talk about how great of guys they were. That's fine. I, I think they're annoying. <laughs> they're annoying, and they're uh, at least Henrik. That guy used to, when he was in his heyday, he used to slash and hook like anyone else in the league, but he never got called on it. And it annoyed the hell <laughs> out of me. Okay. So, uh, playoff scenarios. I got I got some playoff scenarios here. Uh, so it, it's, it's, we were kind of poking fun at people, uh, for not knowing the scenarios and, and what, and which they were like getting the basic stuff wrong, but it's actually kind of complicated because of the ROWs and the three point games and the possibilities. So I got a few of them here. I'm going to run down. And so if anybody's listening, pay attention. <laughs> quiz, quiz <laughs> and, after. And, and double check me. I, I, I'm pretty sure these are right, but double check me. And if I missed any, uh, let me know. Right. Trivia tonight will be based on this. <laughs> right. There will be a test. Uh, there will be a quiz. If Colorado loses to San Jose tonight, which they're losing one nothing in between first and second period right now, and we win tomorrow, we'll be up by one point, 
So on Saturday versus Colorado, a regulation win or an OT win or a shootout loss will clinch. The only way we don't clinch is a regulation or overtime loss that isn't a shootout. If Colorado loses to San Jose tonight in overtime and we win tomorrow, the winner of the game on Saturday goes to the playoffs. If Colorado loses to San Jose tonight, San Jose tonight in a shootout and we lose tomorrow, uh, the Blues have to win in regulation on Saturday if they lose or win in an overtime or shootout, they're eliminated. If Colorado wins in San Jose tonight in regulation or overtime that isn't a shootout, uh, and we win tomorrow in regulation or in overtime that isn't a shootout, we win. Uh, we need to win in any way or form, shape or form on Saturday. If Colorado wins in any manner versus San Jose tonight and we lose tomorrow in regulation, we are eliminated. If Colorado wins in any manner versus San Jose tonight and we lose tomorrow in overtime, that isn't a shootout. We need to win in regulation on Saturday. <laughs> so I'm sure no one followed any of that, but um, I'm, I'm sure there might be more, uh, maybe. But anyhow. Yeah, how many different permutations uh, was that? That was, that was six. That was six different scenarios um, that, that could happen. <laughs> Let's note, too, that Colorado's having just as hard of a time winning games right now as the Blues. Are. Well, they've got they've got issues. They've got no Varlamov, no Varlamov's hurt. Johnson's uh, hurt. Johnson's out. Yep. McKinnon can't score all of a sudden. Yep, they're yep. having a lot of issues right now. So yeah, the goal that the scenario was given up of them tonight. losing tonight is completely possible. And, yeah. and and it's funny because we've played them uh, f- uh, four times so far, right? Three times so far. Three times. And we're two and one versus them. Yes. So, I mean, that comes into play um, as far as head-to-head goes. So if they beat us, then we're tied head-to-head and points gained. Um, so that – and regulation wins, we're tied right now. But if they lose and then we win tomorrow, then we're up by one on regulation wins. So – and if they <laughs> and if they would – oh, God. If they win in a shootout, then that wouldn't count as an ROW. And if, so if we tied them – oh, God, it's just a mess. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, the goal they gave up tonight, it was in a terrible, terrible attempted block shot by a Colorado forward trying to get out to right. the point. It deflected. I, I thought deflected it was a beautiful deflection. Way high. I, I mean, you can't tuck it much more up in the upper corner. Yeah. Um, so, hey, uh, your beers are the show. <laughs> Is it, are, we, are we starting the show now? We're starting the show now. Oh, yeah. uh, oh, hold on. Let me hit record. You ready? All right, here we go. <laughs> oh, fuck you. <laughs> Wait, let's call Tom back. I didn't hit record. Yeah. <laughs> you son of a bitch. You son. <laughs> we won't have a show this week. Yeah. Um, so uh, our beers of episode number 125, season six, episode 282. Bill, Bill is uh, is empty, but what, what were we drinking? Oh, um, I drank Surly Extra Citra Pale Ale. Because, you know, it, it's a good summer beer, and I guess I got to get ready for summer, right? <laughs> Jeff, what's your last beer of the fridge? My, uh, yeah, my last beer that I had is also empty. Um, it is the New Belgium Fat Tire. Uh, it's just a, a nice Belgian ale. Uh, it, it's funny because I noticed this as we were going live. This is a Colorado beer. So uh, what does that tell you about uh, 
omens, I guess. Right. I think you Kurt's need to. The only one that's going with the St. Louis beer. I know. And, and I think I think Jeff, uh, maybe during the show, you need to break the bottle. Yeah, that that's. Oh, I think that's a good idea. Maybe yeah. I'll do that. Yeah. Uh, my beer is uh, the brand new Bud Light Orange. <laughs> have you have you seen this? The Bud Light Orange. I have not. Um, I'm telling you what. Um, it, it's a it's they're making it for summer, and uh, I like it. It. I mean, it it. I do. I. I mean, I don't want to. I. I don't. With with so many other beer options out there, I don't drink Bud Light and Bud Select anymore because there's there's so many better things out there. But, um, this doesn't taste like Bud Light. Yeah. It, you want to try it? Um. No. Okay. Better. It doesn't taste like Bud Light. It's it's a. Uh, so for the Bud Light haters, um, the you know, there are a lot of them out there. Um, they it doesn't taste like it tastes like, and the orange is strong, and it's a. And I like I, I think of um wow this would be a fantastic summer beer float trip beer um Lake of the Ozarks beer um it would so just saying right, hey, Hitch's hat ready? would like to know if uh, you're rating your wife's uh, beer or he says rating your wife's beer I <laughs> My see. beer um I don't have a wife so <laughs> that um I if I did I'd be more than happy to. And, and uh, you know what? Have you, you had have you had Mr. Yingling, which is the East Coast Budweiser, by the way? Um, now available in Indiana. It, yeah, is it? Yeah. Oh, they're not. Yeah. So he's a Yingling yeah. fan. I'm I'm not sure if he's a fan, but he's been drinking it. I'm not sure if that's a. Are you guys ready? Here you go. Here you go. And <laughs> wow. <laughs> Nice. Did that that sound like it went everywhere? <laughs> yep. Where, maybe it where, did, and maybe it did. Where where are your dog and cat, Mister? I lock I lock them out. Don't worry, Mister right. Blue's hat. Uh, try the Bud Light Orange. It's not bad. <clears throat> or just take her toward for it. It's a if you want a light summery beer. It's what it is. I mean, it's it's not. Tons of flavor or heavy. It's, yeah. Okay. Whatever. I'll stop. Uh, today's blues history, courtesy of the ad STL Blues History Tour account, April 5th, 1966. The NHL granted the St. Louis franchise uh, to a group led by Sid Solomon. The blues name was born on uh, this date, April 5th, 1960, or, <laughs> 1966. Uh, April 5th, 2000, the St. Louis Blues clinched the NHL's President's Trophy in a 6 to 5 win. Versus the Calgary Flames. Um, I remember that game. I was there. That's one of the best games. Well, most it was in Calgary, John. Games. Jeff, you weren't there. I'm kidding. There was, I'm kidding. Uh, I'm kidding. What? <laughs> Go ahead. I'm too busy enjoying was, my beer. Yeah, you're too busy being a dick, which I'm used to. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, no, I remember that. I went to that game, um, and uh, uh, somebody had a four-goal game that night. I'm gonna have to look that up, but I remember it was on Calgary. And I remember this guy next to me just going, that guy probably was in at four goals his whole career. Savard. So yeah, that memorable game. Savard had, Savard had four goals. Mark. It wasn't Mark Savard, was yep. it? Yep, Mark Savard. Wow. Yeah, he was a good player. What the hell is that guy talking about? Uh, April 5th, 1986, Bernie Federico recorded 100 points in a season for the fourth and final time, his third straight. Uh, in a St. Louis Blues 7-5 win versus the Chicago Blackhawks. And uh don't remember that one. I don't either. I was uh, that was the uh 
That was the uh, Miracle Miracle uh, Monday Night Miracle game yep. uh, year. Uh, April 5th, 1994, Curtis Joseph broke the St. Louis Blues single-season record for goalie wins with his 34th. Uh, Michael Lute had 33, the previous record holder, in a 5-1 to win versus the Chicago Blackhawks. Mm-hmm. Should have had theme. Tom on for these. Yeah, theme there. Yeah. Blues finishing out the season against the Hawks. Yep. So that was... Uh, and there we go. Jeff, did you uh, did you find any social media fails? I did. Oh. Uh, if you scroll down there, you should see them. Oh, I've got the different one open here. Let me see here. Uh, see, Blue's social media fails. Oh, yeah. Uh, Look at you go. I put, on there. I put on there because uh, you guys seem like you, uh, well, Kurt, you seem like you were against starting Huso tomorrow night, but apparently I oh, was wrong. I don't think I gave my opinion. Um, I, man. Um, you know what? There's there's two schools of thought going through my head. Uh, if you start Allen tomorrow, and he lays another egg, that just kind of uh, gets the ball rolling even more. To to, to think that the the team might want to go another direction from Allen next year, so that there's that. <laughs> um, but uh, I really um, and to be honest, I think uh, starting Huso. Yeah, it's a big game. Uh, it's not a must. Well, it depends what the Sharks, uh, the, what the Avalanche do tonight, uh, whether it's a must-win game or not. But um, Chicago's a bad team. I mean, if if this is the middle of the season um, and you bring him up, start him in Chicago. I mean, they're they're not a good team. Um, but uh, but yeah, it is in Chicago too. So I I'd start him. Like I I don't know if I if I was forceful enough in in my opinion. I would start him no matter what, you know, he's, he's, we haven't broken him yet. Maybe it's the first step in breaking him, (laughs) but I would much rather give him the opportunity to win and win in an important game early on in his career. And you know what? I think the team will play good in front of him. I really do. I think they would, they would bust their balls even more to play in front of him. Because you put Jake Allen in net. He gives up one shit softy yeah, pl- kind of goal, and the I, team the team's going to deflate. Screw it, I play him. Uh, why not? I mean, he can't. I mean, you never know what you're going to get with Allen. And if Allen does allow four or five goals tomorrow or plays bad, um, then it's going to be like, well, I wish we had started Huso. I I, I, I think so, I, I just I, let's fine. I, let's do it. I would do it if if, and I'm sure it's going to happen. <laughs> If Allen starts, and if he gives up a a goal, I don't I don't care if it's questionable. If he gives up a goal in the first ten minutes of the game, yank him. It's it, it's it's not the smart. I I don't think it's a, it, starting Huso is not the smart thing to do, but I think it is the passionate uh, thing to do. Um, I see your point. Uh, like I said earlier, I I. I I could completely be on board with that. But something else to think about, again, uh, to play devil's advocate, you got to think of this as a GM, too. Um, On a team that is not going to buy a player out, you sit Jake Allen tomorrow, no one is acquiring him for the next three years. No one. There's no way. No one's going to take him. Uh, If you start tomorrow night and he plays well, and even if they end up missing the playoffs, not even well, but decent, 
uh, you still might be able to get somebody to take a flyer on him. But if you sit him tomorrow, you're admitting I, this guy I, is not worthy of being the NHL starter. That's that's a good and point. No one is going to take a chance on him in the summer. And I think I think I don't I don't expect the Blues to start him if if he's the if he's backing up Allen. I don't expect that at all. I'm just thinking what I would like to see, and I'm kind of like I'm throwing my hands up saying screw it. Um, I'm just tired of Allen. That's my mindset. And and I get what you're saying. That makes complete sense, Jeff. But I think at this point, I'm just like, you know what? I want the Blues to do something crazy and interesting, and he can't be any worse than Allen was last game. So that's that's where I'm coming from. Wait, the Blues do something crazy and interesting. Okay, here's an idea. Let's put Saboka and Berglund on the second power play unit. <laughs> huh? Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. That's, that, that's not crazy because they're veterans and we trust them. <laughs> I think I think uncommitted. Uh, well, how do you pronounce it? Uncommitted Catalan. Yeah. Uh, replied to my uh, beer of the show <laughs> with like the perfect gift for that. <laughs> I love it. That's funny. It's the just bewildered the, it's the, child. It's the bewildered uh, his, uh, the bewildered toddler in the in the in the car seat. I think it's just kind of like <laughs> looking around, just like what is going on. <laughs> Uh, Mr. Blues Hat, uh, talking about what we were just discussing, he says, we still don't know Hutton's status. Also, if he's hurt, why the fuck has he been backing up? We unless, talked about that earlier. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, I unless, mean, it, unless he hurt himself think, again. Yeah, it's it. obvious that he's not healthy from before. So were they just putting him in there saying, we'd rather have an injured goalie than Huso? If that's the case, I can't get on board of that. I mean, if he can't play, there's no point. And having them out there. Uh, let's see who we got here. Um, I asked for uh, I asked for things that uh, folks wanted us to talk about. Um, Did we want to do that or continue? Try to continue with social media there. Oh, sorry. <laughs> We're still doing well. That. I'm going to Go skip ahead. the first one Go because ahead. apparently that's not much of a social media fail. So let's let's no. just skip that one. I, I think I th- I I think I th- no, no I, I I think it is, and I think I think uh, uh, that's why as I said it's a crazy it's not a smart thing I think it's a crazy thing to do because it's almost like you know what uh, we're I'm just the Blues are throwing their hands up and they're like we don't know what to do with goaltending so we're starting to who so that's that's kind of where I'm coming from I don't think it's a smart thing to do I think it is a social media fail to to uh, to think that Huso should play but I still want to do it. If that makes any sense whatsoever. So you're just admitting that you're a part of the social media fails this week. Yeah, because the Blues aren't going to do it. I, it's, I mean, it's, it's it, the safe thing is to play Allen because he's your guy and and uh, the guy that you know the, your GM just signed the contract to that he's you know his first year of and and if you sit him in the biggest game of the season, uh, what's why is he on this team? So I. I, they'll, uh, he's going to play. He's going to start if he's you know healthy. But I can imagine him being pulled fairly early if he is not playing well. And you might see Huso then, if Huso is playing. Like uh, Mr. Blues had said, we don't know if uh, if Hutton's actually hurt. I think we're probably keeping a lot of people on edge right now, saying, "What the hell is a social media fail?" Because we keep talking about it. Kurt, you want to take it? Uh, the uh, second one here. The first one. Oh, the first one. We keep referencing, but haven't mentioned it. Okay. On the St. Louis Blues uh, Facebook page uh, about uh, Huso being called up, David Koopke, Koopke Sr., 
states, uh, you reap what you sow. You may have blown a chance at the playoffs, but I would like to see it if this guy can be the answer. Last night, Allen answered back, showing he has no liut. Uh, Sanowski, Fuhrer, and most importantly, Curtis Joseph. <laughs> no Elliot? Uh, he may have beaten hard. He may have beaten hard once in a while, but he I'm would. i beaten b- hard every now and then. <laughs> yeah, I'm beating hard right now. It, this is yes. This he, is the most uncomfortable <laughs> podcast I've ever done. He may have beaten hard once in a while, but he would bounce back and play hard in the net. Okay. Okay. Um, so so l- let me pause here. <laughs> I, I'm gonna give him props for name dropping Ed Stanowski. But Ed Stanowski was—he was a backup goalie, <laughs> <laughs> and and he leaves off uh, Elliot, the best Blues goalie of all time. Right. <laughs> he had he had one really good playoff, Ed Stanowski. He did, uh, yeah, he did, didn't he? The Lee uh, was injured, I I would imagine, or was it uh, in between? Um, I don't remember which one it was. It was the year before. I remember seeing highlights of I can't remember, I can't mm-hmm. recall the series it was before my time. Uh, who wants the second one? I'll take it. All right. I was not a fan of this one. So um, so basically, uh, I guess her name's Sarah on Twitter. Uh, she wrote a post. I think it was late last night after the game, and it was just uh, all it said was uh, and and her Twitter. If you want to follow. And uh, possibly see some more social media fails. She is S A R Sings twenty seven. She writes at St Louis Blues, and uh, I refuse. And all these are in all caps. I refuse to allow negativity affect my belief in you. I refuse to lose my faith in you. I refuse to doubt what the players can truly do. I refuse to give up cheering and rooting for my team. I refuse to accept defeat until the final game. Uh, all together now, STL. Um, good for you, I guess. But again, we've mentioned this on the show before. If you are so affected by negativity on this team, don't get on social media. They're, we're fans of this team. People pay money to either buy jerseys, go to games, hell, most people that I know that have cable only have it so they can watch the Blues and Cardinals. Um, that's the only reason I have Sling TV. Uh, I mean, we're paying money to watch this team. Whether you want to be positive or negative, I don't care. It's your prerogative. But don't get mad at people for being negative about a team that's so wishy-washy as they are right now. You know, the, the last three um, are fine. I think to you know, to I, I know what the players can do. They've shown this season what they can do, um, and I, I'm not going to stop rooting for the team. Um, and uh, I'm 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 not going to accept defeat until the final game because I'm I'm rooting for the team. If I'm if I'm what's the so the yeah, the first two are like because the, the last three are like that's not special. I mean you're not you're not you're not you're not separating yourself from from blues fandom uh that by saying those last three things because that's that's everyone um but yeah allowing negativity to affect my belief in you um and to lose faith in you i think the blues are just doing that on their own to people i don't think that's you know what i mean i I, the, the 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 belief that they're going to 
do something positive is is not strong <laughs> because of the way they've played. That's just a fact. And uh, losing faith in the team, you know, I mean, faith is, you know, hold faith in one hand and shit in another. See which one fills up first. <clears throat> yeah, so, another problem I have with this, and again, my, my, I'm with you. Those are the two, two ones that kind of bothered me as well. Um, I also just, and maybe this is me getting on my soapbox, I can't stand the people who tweet at, like, the Blues or at a team and talk to them like they're giving a, a pep talk. Because <laughs> uh, it's like, you think the players are sitting around in the locker room with, oh, did you guys see what the Sarah chick just wrote to us? Hey, hey guys, gather around. Get, get him out of the shower. Get Patty. Get Berglund. Get him. Get, uh, get him off the treadmill. Guys, get in here. Uh, uh, listen to this tweet from Sarah. I mean, no, you're writing it to a social <laughs> media person. You think he gives a shit? Uh, what's the next one here? Uh, oh, so it's a reply. She follows, she follows it up. Uh, quote tweets herself, which is always a fun thing to do. Um, quote tweets herself uh, with that post she wrote and then followed it up with tagging Kelly Chase, Chris Kerber, Cam Jansen, <laughs> Jamie Rivers, and Darren Pang and says, I'm kind of tired of the negativity towards the Blues lately. I hope this boosts your spirits as much as the Blues is. <laughs> so again, she's basically assuming that the entire team is reading her tweets. Uh, and second of all, Talking about she's tired of the negativity towards the Blues. How? How can you be tired of the negativity? Even Mike Milbury is on bashing Jake Allen last night. I mean, it's warranted. See, and I'm not, I'm not saying any of the stupid people who were threatening to cancel their tickets or threatening to, to never be a fan again. Whatever. They can say whatever they want. But for people to... to like us, or for the people I follow, these are intelligent hockey fans. They, they're they not just saying, oh, the Blues suck because they lost a game. It's they're, everything that I've said and that, that, again, the people I follow say, it's warranted completely. Yeah. yeah she she is the light, Jeff, that, that, that will keep this Blues faith boat afloat. <laughs> Listen, it's it's a little too late in the season for uh, you know maybe maybe this was just a late season application for a social media influencer, or maybe she was just <laughs> listening to a little too much sting. There's no more home games. What's she doing? Yeah. There's no more social media influencers. Uh, no, play, she, she she believes enough they will make the playoffs. Uh, they they can very easily make the playoffs. They. But but uh, then she'll be a social media influencer for the playoffs. Oh, uh, I see. I see where you're going with see, that. Because they 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 and it's funny how people think that. Oh my gosh, the Blues are done. Well, you know what? Okay, look, San Jose is winning one nothing. Okay, that's the game's not over. It's not even half over yet. But still, they're winning. If they do hold on to win this game, the Blues playoff and, chances go back up above fifty percent. Yeah, and they're and all they have to do is beat a. Bad Chicago. They don't even have to beat Chicago tomorrow. That Chicago's game is not a must-win whatsoever. If San Jose wins in regulation today, um, so they're they're one point down going into Chicago. If they win that, they got they got one game in hand on Colorado. So if they if they if they lose in regulation to Chicago, so what? They would then have to beat Colorado in Colorado, which again, Chicago Colorado's not playing well either. They're struggling. 
So the Blues have a, a bad Chicago team to play and a Colorado team that is not what it was a few weeks ago. So, I, that's, I, I, it, so that's, that's my silver lining for this Blues team right now, that even a bad team can get in because they're playing those two teams <laughs> coming up. Um, so it, here's what I think. Um, you, should, you should cut that off from this show and tweet it to the Blues <laughs> so that way Mike Yo could pull out his phone before the game and say, hey, guys, listen to what Kurt Price has to say about us. <laughs> uh, right? I, I I would hope that happens. I, I, I want to live in a world that, where that's, that's a thing. What, that's what happens when you tweet at the Blues. <laughs> <laughs> and, and let me just say from experience, ain't no pep talk like a Captain Kurt Price pep talk. I've given a few. <laughs> <laughs> like, get your head out of your ass. Uh, so Deanna tweeted us, said, uh, peanut M&Ms are by far the best M&M flavor, most underrated, discuss. And it says sharing size, but no sharing here. Your favorite M&M flavor? I'm stuck on the caramel ones right now. Oh, okay. And ponder? Uh, she's, which one did she say was the best? Peanut butter. Oh, she's 100% right. Yeah. I, those are the best. Those, I, those are really the only ones I eat. Those are, those are like crack. Peanut um, or peanut butter? Peanut butter. Mm. Peanut butter. Yeah. So peanut butter. Uh, peanut butter is up there. I'm a crispy peanut butter guy. Uh, peanut M&M guy. Oh, fuck so, the peanut ones. Ugh. No, cri- not not peanut. Crispy. I'm a crispy. Yeah, but he mentioned the peanut. Yeah. I Who just did? pointed I, to Bill on my screen like oh. you guys. Oh, yeah. Like I told you, pointing. He that guy. <laughs> no, yeah. I, the crispy ones are good too. Peanuts I'll are peanuts are fine if it's all you have, but they're not. No. They're not. They're no almond, and they're no they're peanut wrong. butter for sure. But think, crispy, crispy M and M's. I think they're highly underrated. I, I peanut M and M's are peanut butter M and M's are fantastic as well. I I don't know yep. that I've had those, but in the last week I did have two new flavors, coffee nut. Ah, you haven't had that yet? I no. that came out like two a year and a half ago or yeah, something. Two no, years ago. I tried it this oh, week. It's good. I, no, you like it? I like it. No, not, have, not coffee enough for me. They have. Uh, they also have honey nut, or they had honey nut, and, and they had uh, chili nut. Yeah, which no. was a little spicy. It was good. Yeah, didn't. I think that. it was chili nut. But there was a there's a strawberry flavor. Yes, I haven't had that yet. Yeah, I had that. It 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 was strawberry. Strawberry. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. A reply to Deanna's tweet was: I think it'd be more interesting to talk about how surprisingly gross the caramel M and M's are. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> and Deanna says, I agree. They're such a weird texture. I almost feel like they'd be better if they were frozen. I've never had them. The caramel. I, I will. I will yeah. go. I have a bag, an unopened bag at home. I will go throw it in the freezer and let you guys know. Okay. Tomorrow. I'm thinking you'd end up sucking on them if they're uh, frozen. Caramel has got to be hard as a rock. Yeah. You can't chew those uh, right away. No. Speaking of hard as a rock, <laughs> <laughs> did you just catch the score of the uh, Sharks Abs game? <laughs> speaking of speaking of sucking on them. Oh God. <laughs> Yeah, uh, uh, it's uh, Let's Go Blues Radio After Dark. Segways with nowhere to go. <laughs> um, let's see, anything else we got here? Um, where is this? Oh, that's uh, you already answered that. Uh, oh, and I think he did say that, uh, let's see, I talked about his yingling. And he said that uh, he is a yingling fan, Mr. Blues Hat is. It's a PA beer. Pennsylvania? Yes, okay. it is. And... Uh, Blood orange, just drink a mimosa. Oh, oh, Bud Light orange, just drink a mimosa. It's not the same. 
Mm. And I don't. And if you haven't had it, uh, you you really can't judge till you had it. Um, and by the way, Kurt is wearing his banana hammock tonight. I have a banana hammock. Yes. Underneath my thong. <laughs> Because one can never have too much um, support. <laughs> Again, all of a sudden, speaking of heart of the rock. Right, right. Uh, um, uh, Brave the Wild tweeted us and said that, uh, as Jacques Lemire would say, there is no doubt. Yeah, talking about my beer. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> and, uh, oh, uh, uh, Chris uh, from the uh, uh, San Jose Sharks podcast, the... Um, Teal Town. Yeah, Teal Town. Uh, surely formerly gets my stamp. Right, formerly technology. Actually, they still have a technology thing. I think they're mm. do. There's like two separate ones. I think. No. Um, he says, uh, "Surely gets my stamp of approval." I'm sure Brave the Wild will agree. And then he did reply. Yep, haven't met a surly beer that I wouldn't drink again. And uh, Mr. Blues Hat said, hey, LGB Radio, don't get nervous during the last part of this broadcast. <laughs> <laughs> we'll try not to. I'm gripping the microphone a little too hard. Um, yeah, I mean, it, I, we got to have another show, and, and I, I just, I don't know, I'm too nervous to probably do that. We've only done this 125 times now. It should be, uh, should be like old hat. Yeah, <clears throat> the Blues have only played in 79 games now, 80 games now <clears throat> how many playoff games has shen been a part of and he was nervous last game against a bad team at home in a friendly building whatever yeah i don't i don't hey that... can i uh is it now is now a good time to tell everybody uh what i yelled last night yes sure. yes now is uh, a good after time the for fourth the goal went in even though i still don't blame the fourth goal on jake i did yell Fuck you, Jake Allen. I I tweeted that out. I Did you uh, see that? I lost my shit. My wife uh was in the other room watching a, a different show because she she gave up on this team a long time ago and said, I'm not even gonna watch it anymore. Um but yeah, she uh she came into the room and, and just goes, Blues are losing, huh? And then I just pointed to the clock on the TV and I go, they they were up three to fucking one. I mean, it was just every Blues fan knows my pain. Yes, yes. I uh, <clears throat> halfway through uh, January, I had to stop talking about Blues with my significant <clears throat> other because things did not go well. You know what pisses well, me off? Started beating her. You know what pisses me off is that if the Blues had held on to uh, win or to get to overtime, eight seconds. And if this game can stay the way it is, knock on wood. Knock on wood. Knock on wood, I said. If. I said if. And knock on wood. My God. Knock, knock on hardwood. There's nothing. Yeah, knock on hardwood. Um, then the Blues would be tied and with Colorado. And if they would then happen to win in Chicago tomorrow, they have a two-point lead. And then it would come down to tiebreakers just for Colorado to get in. So they would have to beat the Blues. They couldn't. I, th- I think the Blues would clinch, would they not? What? If the Blues had a two-point lead on Colorado, going into Colorado with ROW uh, but, in hand. But that that we would have had to have gotten a point last night. Right. Okay, hold on. Yeah, no, sorry, 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 sorry. sorry. We're, we're <coughs> yeah, so, them right, now. right, we would have had to have gotten the extra point in overtime to get the ROW because we're tied in ROW right now. 
And if Colorado loses, and then we still have ROW, and then we'd have to beat Chicago to go up by one. But if Colorado beat us, then we tied in ROW and in points, and then we go to head-to-head, which it would depend on how they beat us and when they beat us in overtime or shootout to determine the, the and then it, and if it was tied then then it would be it would go to goal differential i think i think that's right okay god too complicated yeah anyway that that might be wrong but and and we we know the blues don't do complicated well <sighs> anyhow um that was a a lively show yeah Again, hopefully, if you listen to our show like back to back to back, two weeks ago you hear (laughs) this team's done, they're screwed, they're awful, trade them all, and now then the next week you're hearing, oh my god, this team's gonna make the playoffs, they could get into the Pacific bracket and make the Western Conference final. Then you listen to this show and you're like, oh, I I guess they suck again. Well, it's the if you see it's the roller coaster that is the St. Louis Blues this season, and okay, so as we close the show, one last thing. Will they make the playoffs? Because we ended the last week's show with this question. We all said yes. Will they make the playoffs, Bill? No. No. Jeff? Yes. I say yes. Okay. All right. How about this? Will they win a playoff game? Yes. I think they'll they'll win two. I will say no. I think they'll win two, and they will – the Predators will – We'll celebrate win on our four. ice. On our ice. The Predators will win four. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. We'll win two. And the Predators, I think, will win four <laughs> on our ice. They'll celebrate. Uh, I would have loved to have uh, beat Chicago last night and then have Colorado lose this game, which they're doing, and then win in Chicago tomorrow and celebrate Clinton playoffs on their home ice. That would have been fantastic. But that ain't going to happen. Well, think of it this way. They could do it in Colorado. Yeah, but Colorado's not our arch rival. Yeah, but doing it to a team that they're battling for. A oh yeah, spot? yeah, that'd be great too. Don't be wrong; that'd be fantastic. That'd feel good. But Chicago trumps all. My opinion. Okay, that will do it for this week's episode of Let's Go Blues Radio. Don't forget to check out the Blue Note Sports Bar and Grill in Maryland Heights, Missouri, and also Centerize Brewery in Midtown St. Louis. For Jeff Ponder and Bill Day, I'm Kurt Price. That will conclude this week's broadcast of Let's Go Blues Radio. Until next time, everyone, let's go blues. Let's go blues. <laughs> yeah, let's go blues. Uh, the Chiefs are at home tonight against Cyanusport at the War Memorial at 8. Good seats are still available. A look at sports. I think that went very well. Thank you for listening to Let's Go Blues Radio. Now take off, hosers. Well, there's 90 minutes of your life you'll never get back. Sorry. St. Louis Blues, St. Louis Blues, have you heard the news about our St. Louis Blues? They've only just begun, they're on their way to number one, now there's no more blues for our St. Louis Blues. The Blues are on the ice tonight again, they're rough and tough and got the stuff to win. They'll always get one more, no matter what the score. They are quite a hockey team, my friend.